If you tell me you've got a desire, I'm all in. Do you want to grow? Absolutely. Take notes and make sure it improves your business. Everybody wants to grow. You deserve to grow. You don't pitch to investors to try your luck. You, you pitch to investors to win. If it's not challenging, I don't think it's worth it. The right advice to give in business is validate the idea first. Most of you out there who want to grow, your issue is just starting, isn't it? It's important that people just follow what they want to do. It's an opportunity of a lifetime for all of us. The podcast is not about them growing, it's about them helping others grow. Hello and welcome to I Want to Grow. I Want to Grow is just about that. Everybody in this world wants to grow. But the reason for this podcast is having the guests on here that don't actually think about their growth. They think about other people's growth. And today we've got a very, very, very special guest. I, I, I think he's one, of the, he's one of the gurus in Qatar right now. And he's helping, let me tell you, he's helping so many startups, it's incredible. So, Marcel, please introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Steve, I'm humbled the way you're introducing me. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't know if I like the idea of guru. No, you are. But, but in my humble, uh, humble way, um, my name is Marcel, Marcel Dredge. Um, I'm a French Algerian with a British passport. Don't ask me, Steve, why. No, I saw you wearing your T-shirt. So I, you had T-shirts for every team and with the World Cup. So I'm a citizen of the world. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly. the message. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the message. what I was going to say. And I'm very passionate about the entrepreneurship journey. I really are. The reason why is because throughout my career, I helped um, a lot, a lot of US, West Coast, Silicon Valley companies to come to Europe, Middle East and Africa. And I've learned so much, so much, all the way from day zero, all the way to the exit, to the IPO, to the exciting NASDAQ news, um, the share splitting, and everybody is rewarded in the right way. With this, though, and, and the, one of the questions that I, I had with you was, was when did this, this love all of a sudden kick in for you. So you had a job, you were kind of having a salary and ha those things. When did it actually kick in to say, you know what? I think I've got something. All right, Steve, um, think about what am I going to do when I retire? So I was blessed by selling actually a startup. It's a Wi-Fi gig that we did with some US folks and some European to Cisco back in 2005. And I thought, this is it, I'm gonna go into big corporates. But that was not the case. The case was, they kept me for eight years to be an intrapreneur. And I've learned so much. Said one day, I'm gonna be a business angel, which I became in 2013, with their blessing, because they were looking at me like a, a potential scout for some technology. And I joined Sophia Business Angel in Nice. It's an expat, 40 members club, 70 nationalities. And that was my first investment in a startup back in 2013. You just brought a valid point up there, which I just want to explore just a bit more before we move on. You said the intra, intrapreneur. Okay. Big company. Because th this sometimes we, we overlook because big companies will take these startups or these if they've got potential and they'll bring them into the mix and they'll get it all fixed for their own bigger company. Which, which not many people think about, really. I know. That's what I call the creative way of doing open innovation. So this program 
the most amazing thing, this is happening as we speak in Doha, in Qatar. When you look what the QRDI is doing, which is amazing, they're trying to look at all the 50 top Qatari companies to go towards open innovation and embrace startups, depending on the vertical they're doing. And this is the only way. I'll give you an example. Cisco bought 215 startups. They actually acquired them. And the way they put them integrated inside is because they look at the technology and it becomes a multi-billion dollar bet. That's why. 200 and... Yes, 18. 18 startups that they purchased. Yes, 70 billion to buy them. Come on, that's huge. It is huge. It is huge. And that's why... Yes, and the reason why is very simple. Technology comes and goes. Only those smart guys, you know, especially the entrepreneur, they're the ones, I strongly believe, they're actually changing the world in creating a solution for a particular problem that our customer needs. And therefore, innovation, it's a fact that is coming more and more from the entrepreneur and not inside big corporates. That's why people like Airbus, as an example, people like Boeing, people like even Microsoft, people like Google, they are looking at what you call spinning out some engineers outside the corporate world to do some special stuff and then spinning in back again because the startup did something very good and therefore it would become a big business. So this is the trend today. It's open innovation for corporates, but they're looking at startup, um, what they're doing. We, with, with this type of thing, everybody's overlooking it. We've got some of the biggest companies in Qatar. Correct. Why aren't we approaching them? I think, I think, um, You'll be amazed, actually. Uh, I think they're approaching it. Uh, people like uh, Qatar Energy, even QDB, uh, people like um, Qatar Airways. All these guys do have, even Sidra, they already have what you call an open innovation program. I think is with time, it will definitely, definitely be more visible. The yeah. only caveat there, I think, open innovation for me, it should not be just for a Qatari slash GCC problem. It has to be a worldwide. It's about time we step up that global view of the world because in Qatar, you and I know the infrastructure is there. From an education perspective, from a a VC slash business angel investment, the whole infrastructure of um, airways, roads, metro, I mean, you name it. This is it. And and the geo, the Africa, it's everything's ready for you to be able to build your business and then just su- correct supply Asia, supply yeah. Africa, supply even Europe. Yeah. I think it just needs that courage, intellectual courage to say, why should we be shying away what's happening in Silicon Valley or what's happening in Europe? Every, the talent is here. It's all about talent and technology. If you, if you have those two, well, guess what? God willing. Something going to be big is going to be happening here. It, it's funny you should be talking like this because I, I, I see that it's just so evident now. Everything is here. The infrastructure is here. The people wanting to help, wanting to be able to kind of, but you're something special for yeah. me yes. because you're that bridge between everyone, really, from the young startups, for the from the understanding, the empathy with those startups. You understand what they're going through, but you also know from a, a corporate perspective what everybody's looking for, Correct. right? Correct. And, and how to bridge that, because that's the limitation that sometimes we have here, where we're still kind of, we want to push forward with passion, desire, work ethic, discipline, all those things. But you're the smart guy in the room that comes along and says, let me just guide you. 
I think it's all about that uh, crawling, walking and running, Steve. You've been one of the biggest advocates when I came a year ago. I think you are in the middle of this. You're a very passionate guy. Um, I think um, there's a lot of people here uh, in Qatar that are thinking the same way. Maybe some change of what do I call optimism, a change of um, uh, execution. It's all about execution. You know, when I, when I look at what I've done in my life, I'm going to give you a barbaric um, acronym. It's V-S-E-M. Vision, strategy, execution against metrics. That's, that's what we're missing here. You know, the infrastructure is there, but if you are disciplined, like you said, rightly, I think this country will be an amazing uh, uh, horse for a uh, power horse for technology, for talent, and for startup, successful startup for a global world. Yeah, and and you said exactly that. I think that we've we've kind of um, we don't speak highly enough about it. We're we're a little bit pessimistic, yes. really. Yes, but it's a wonderful place. Just build the individuals. Come on, we've got everything here. Come on, let's just do it. Let's kind of use that knowledge that you've got and everybody else has got and let's come together it's happening i like the togetherness i think it's all about team it's all about people uh, like i said uh, earlier talent and technology if you have these two everything is possible and and my wish for this particular country is very similar i saw some data which i was just amazed you're familiar with the stem program yeah, I've heard about this, yeah. Yeah, which is science, technology, and mathematics. Mm. In Europe, yeah. 73% of those programs are for boys, for men. Yeah. In Qatar, 83% it's women. So I'm sending a message out there, you know, entrepreneurs, 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 they can change the world, yeah. truly. And something else as well that I think um, I'll be very delighted to help with it's when I see the smart MBAs coming from HOC as an example, yep. and they're wasted because they don't see a future and leaving. The same thing with PhDs, all those brains. Yep. Yep. And I'm saying to whoever want to listen to us, Steve, how about running a pilot program before those talent leave the country? Can you do what we call a matching program for six months? Bring an MBA student to meet that researcher, that PhD, before they leave, put them for six months somewhere. You know, I know that Qatar University have space. I know that Education uh, City have space. So why can't you do a pilot, see how those two business side, PhD, research and development guys sitting together, see what's going to come out of it. I am very convinced we're into something there. I think you, uh, uh, everything that you're saying, and, and you are, to, to me, you are somebody special in Qatar. I've been involved in it now for, for eight, nine years. And to see somebody come in like yourself, it's really refreshing because we're work everybody is working so hard and trying to go in the right direction. But unfortunately, sometimes we've had the blindfold on. And unfortunately, we, we can go as far as we can take it. But it, it, in business, okay, the hardest thing to do in business is grow, right? Because you're going to find every single one of you're going to have to break all your comfort zones on a daily basis. It's not an easy job to do, right? So, not, not, so imagine trying to do it when you're a country. I can, I can imagine. I can imagine. But uh, this beautiful country of Qatar, like I said, I was absolutely pleasantly surprised it, it, it crosses all those T's. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying, what's happening not going to the next mile? 
And I'm saying it's with time. Um, let's not cross the bridges, crawling, walking, and running. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said I'm going to go back always to that vision. I think we do have a vision. Yep. Strategy can change, but execution, execution, execution against metrics. Yeah. And that's how a growth, that's how a scale-up startup make a difference between the one that fail and the one that grow is because of those four letters I just mentioned to you. Execution, execution with metrics. And I'm not being, because this is another thing, and I'm asking you as I, I've got the opportunity to sit with you. I know that, that when the, the question comes up, whose ultimate responsibility is this? Is it the education process? Is it the private sector or the government? I think it's um, all the three that you mentioned, Steve. They all play a major, major role. But from my humble background, coming from Silicon Valley and Europe, I always said public-private is that happy balance, public-private, meaning the government can give the vision. I'll give you an example. Emmanuel Macron in France, when he was in power, the first thing he said, I want the country to have 15 unicorns, one five, in, during my uh, government. Well, guess what? He managed to do 33 unicorn. No so that what I call a government vision from top to down. But at the end of the day, the private sector, I swear to God, I am sure with all these big companies, corporate companies, with the open innovation, with business angels, with the, uh, uh, venture capital, I am 100% optimist that something have yeah. to... Uh, and slowly but surely, everybody, that whoever it is, are pulling those threads together. And it seems like everybody seems to be it's going to be unstoppable. I think it's yes, going to be unstoppable. Definitely, definitely. The momentum is already building. Definitely. People say to me, they say, what do you think about the, it's a bit slow at the moment. Do you see, I don't see no, any slowness. No, I don't because we are inside. It, and that's why we see it. it. From outside, you don't yeah, see it. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree if, with you're, you. if you're slow, I agree you're you. not doing something right. 100%. You should be working today for six months down the road. 100%. Uh, something else I want to share with you, Steve. I think maybe Qatar should be looking. I'm talking about startup ecosystem. That's the only thing yeah. I'm, I'm basically expert on, I guess, um, is to find those verticals that can make a difference why Qatar should copy what's going on somewhere else. Yeah. I'll give you an example. We always talk about insure tech, fintech, maybe mobility transport. Why can't we just do what you call the disruptive thinking and look at a different vertical, especially with AI being horizontal to a lot of areas? Why can't Qatar just look at what is specific to Qatar that make that thing excited? Yeah. You know, it could be um, uh, space tech, it could be agri-tech, it could be AI for medical, knowing we're talking yeah. about Sidra yeah. as an example, it could be for industry, robotics, it doesn't matter what it is. I think we have to think about those two or three verticals that Qatar can see we bet on these three new verticals, yeah. outside fintech, outside insurtech, outside mobility and transport. I'm sure there's something that could be specific to I, this country. I, I'm with you 100%. And it's it's kind of, it's it's everybody, because we don't want to get to a stage where where all of a sudden it, one day coffee shops are all the rage. And so everybody has coffee shops. Right. And then... I call it that wave one of entrepreneurship. 
Okay. You have to do that. Real estate, speculation, that's wave one. I mean, come on. The whole world, Ex even Silicon Valley, did yeah, that. Exactly so, that. So what I'm saying is, what's the next step for what's Qatar? What's the next step? What is the next coffee shop? Correct. Like, this is what I try to say. Right. Okay, think outside the box. Correct. What's the next coffee shop? Correct. What is going to be? And something that it doesn't need to be the biggest technology. It could be something very simple. And disruptive. And disruptive. Yes. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. And I am sure with you putting the world out there, with the ecosystem working, the startup like Founder Institute, like Startup Grind, I was talking about QRDI, working a lot on helping big corporates to think outside the box with open innovation, I am sure something is going to be coming out. You just said about this research. QRDI. Unbelievable. Amazing. I've, I'm just I've, amazed. I remember interviewing somebody we interviewed for one specific project project and um to see where they were to see where they are now it's an incredible journey because they're they've they've changed virtually completely in that time in a very short space of time and what they're doing now is just incredible with the information that they're they're putting together but like i said it's not just about open innovation i'm just making sure one qrdi are doing all this program and they're doing the first class yeah. trying to influence on all the big corporate to think that way what I'm saying is, how about going that extra mile and opening the door to those creative startups that you and I know they need the big corporate world help? And funny enough, both in Europe, UK, France, Germany, and in the West Coast of USA, the government stepped in at the earlier stage to say, please, please, here's an act. We're not going to make a law, but here's an act where you can facilitate maybe the first proof of concept, maybe the first purchase order, maybe the first contract should be going to a startup. That's how, that's why I said public-private is the only way. You're, you're, and, and with you're saying about identifying talent, and it just, this, my friend, um, Stefan Thomas, um, I met him, I was working with Ronnie Scotts, and I, some something was telling me, you've got to go now, get to the tube station, you need to get to, don't miss your train, that's what I thought the message was, it wasn't that message at all, I got to the tube station, and I couldn't, I didn't have my glasses, and I couldn't see the sign, and I, I turned to the guy on my right, and I said, could you tell me what time my train is coming, please, and he said, yeah, I said, oh, you're from Germany, <laughs> And from there on, and I said, so what do you do? And he said, I'm a developer. I said, I've got a funny feeling that we're going to work together for the rest of our lives, right? Now, I didn't know what he did, but I go on to find that he, he was a genius. And what I'm trying to say, this guy has now gone on. He was the CTO of Ripple. He was the one that had the press to say that he had 7,003 Bitcoins locked in his computer, which totaled to, at the time for 230 million. He's still living in um, BVI in his own kind of smart pad. And it's not something he was one that was part of the Bitcoin. He was talent. And I saw this talent at 19 years old. And I said, Stefan, you're going to change the world. He's going on and he's doing things now that is changing the world. We've got that talent here S in Qatar. S Steve, you just hit on an interesting concept without realizing. Network, network network yeah you know because if we don't network with people around us doesn't matter who what kind of walk of life yeah you have no idea yeah at one point especially if you're an entrepreneur taking a flight 
taking a train, taking, what does it matter who is sitting next to you at the restaurant? I'm telling you, you're not really doing any help to yourself for growing. So this ecosystem, trust me, at the end of the day, it's all about networking, networking, networking. We sometimes underestimate what we're good at and we take it for granted. But the only thing they've got to do sometimes is just put their hand out and um, say, how are you? I think, I think, Steve, I've been watching what you are preaching all the time. And this is the word mentoring, coaching, giving advice, giving back. And I think you're onto something. How about if you can influence out there that every single big corporate, I'm going to target the big corporate, let's not talk about SMEs, um, to actually, through human resources, to have like a pilot by saying, hey, for Qatar, for Qatar based startups, how about if we can actually have volunteers that feel they have enough experience on finance, on marketing, on engineering, on the design thinking? doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. We're all subject matter experts. All of us are. Yeah. But sometimes we don't know it. And I'm telling you, if you meet that particular entrepreneur, you'd be amazed how you can change his life I agree. and his journey. I agree. So I think about that one as well. And 100%. And it's, it's like with the, the logos here, it's all our voices. We're trying to get the voice, but it's not our voices. It's about like um, saying at the beginning of the podcast where I say, it's not about sometimes it's I want to grow over. I all want to grow over. But it's what we want to do for others. And I think we're trying to grow those voices so that we can shine a light on people that are making a huge difference. 100%. And I think that's something that I'm, we're going to be working together in the future without a shadow of a doubt. There are no difficult answer questions if you know the answer for it. Correct. And that's where I think that these experts, what you've just said, where we can bring those experts in, that we can answer those questions that people want answered. One need one hundred percent, one hundred and like I said, those people do exist in this country. How have you found Qatar? Because it's not been easy. It's not easy to. I, I tell this to clients now. You need to learn the culture. You need to acclimatize. You need to take your time. Don't rush it. Don't run on emotion. <laughs> Spot Martin, Steve. Um, I came because my wife came in here to work on the VC project. And I'm sure you know about the trophy. Um, and I came and I advise to anyone out there, please, please, please don't come with your preconceived idea because you are going to be maybe like me, pleasantly surprised. So because I've learned so many things for one year, I think uh, Qatar has everything from an entrepreneurship perspective. I'm not talking about tourism, because tourism is absolutely amazing. There's a lot of things to be seen there, yeah, especially after the World Cup and all the facilities. So I'm, like, I'm not very capable of talking about tourism, but am I sport for with restaurants or with beaches, etc.? You know, I mean, everything is there. Yeah. Uh, but from an entrepreneurship perspective, I'm just, I was taking back and saying, funny enough, you and I was talking, I said, I'm going to start just a small group, yeah, as all startup, don't have startup ecosystem, just yeah. see. And when I met people, I asked simple questions. I said, how is the local startup ecosystem? And I said, is there mentors? Is there entrepreneurs? Is there business centers? Is there research and development? Universities? Yeah. Is there VC? Is there the whole thing? And that turned out a year later, well, guess what? Everything I've just mentioned are there. The only thing that's missing, thanks to you, putting the word out there, is harnessing 
one plus one equals three. It's how all this gel into a process. Meaning, I'll give you an example. I encourage entrepreneurs, regardless of how competitive they are to each other, to speak to each other. Yeah, of course. It's called the mindset. Yep. We have to change. Everything is there. But the mindset, Steve, you know. That is what making or breaking. If we help changing the mindset, that entrepreneur needs to talk to each other. Business angels should be sharing deals, even cross-border deals need to happen. Yeah. Money is there in Dubai, money is there in Saudi, in Turkey, in Europe. Let's put that effort together collectively and start looking at what is that next unicorn yeah. coming out of Qatar. Yeah. Because that is the only example that people will actually remember and they want to actually enhance and beat and be like an example there yeah. is where is that unicorn? With you now, Monsa, um, I, I hope that, that our lives are going to be, remember that say, I hope we're going to know each other for the rest of our lives. It's like, what's your kind of, um, what are you going to try and do in the next? I'm not even going to say we are two years, because you, you, you're on the move, but it's, it's like there's many things happening. What, what does your landscape look like right now? Um, actually, my landscape very easier, Steve. Um, I'd like, um, because I'm an entrepreneur, wired in my head, I like that blank page of penny. I've always turned myself, Marcel, what is the next blank page? And I think I found it, but the good news is still in the ecosystem of Starfrag. And the black page became abyss. I'm saying, if Qatar will launch a BC, if Qatar will have Doha Tech Angel version 2, version 3, which means more business handlers, it's about time for me, as the board member of the European Federation of Business Centrals, as you know, Steve, with the EU for money for the European startup. Yep. So I'm like an ambassador here, and I've had this brilliant idea. I said, it's about time that the GCC will have their own federation of business. Yeah. Why? Because the US have the American Association of Business Centrals. They're connected with DBAN for the last 10 years, and we do cross-border investments. Yeah. This is the, in itself a good initiative for the country. And uh, I found a very simple way of doing it. Are you familiar with the Arab leagues? Yeah. Are you familiar with the EU parliament? Well, guess what? In EU, every six months, the presidency change. So the new president bring a new initiative, a new way of thinking. So it's all for the one plus one equal three concept. Same thing with the Arab leagues. Yeah, all these Arab countries as federation. And once a year, once every two years, the presidency change. So I'm going to do the same thing, but I would love to launch it in Qatar. I would love to launch it for Qatar because I know what's going to be going on KSA, Saudi Arabia. I know what's going on in the UAE. I know what's going on in Oman, Kuwait, Bahrain, and this region called the GCC. Really, really for them to step up and be visible from worldwide cross-border investment. Early stage. Early stage. For the startup, they need to have a direction. Why? Because when you go and talk to international deals, maybe some best practices, maybe the world can actually learn something from this region backwards. Yeah. It's not about east-west or west-east. It's all about how can we share best practices. Yeah. So the day-to-day activities happen in the ecosystem, but how can you be represented from a worldwide basis by saying, hey, you know what? We've been distracted with the GCC 
for the last five years, how than the next 15. So this is the work with the wallet. So that's my, for the next four, five years, I'm gonna be busy. I'm not gonna say it's easy, but I, like believe that, we'll do, do something good for the world. I'm sure that I'm gonna be successful and hopefully with you joining this uh, don't journey. Forgive me. Don't forgive me, don't forgive me, Marcel. You're, you're, part, you're part of this journey. You're, you're it's, been, it's, been, it's been a pleasant uh, discussion. When have you ever considered retirement? No, I've retired about five years ago, official. But the time and what does that mean? Where's the um, intellectual stimulus? So yeah. entrepreneurship, hey, this is a humble and noble cause, my friend, we're defending. You are a special, special guy. Thank and you. I love what you're doing, and you are a difference maker. Thank you so much for the one long show today. Steve, thank you very much for the Thank you. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed the show today as much as you always hear, as much as I do. Yes, I handpicked these guests because of their specialties. Um, you've heard all about Marcel today. He's one special, special guy, and he's making some huge differences. But let me take you back to the same thing. You can make those differences too, okay? We're all angels to a certain degree. All we've got to do is believe that we can help somebody else. And sometimes that's as simple as it gets, okay? So go out there, make a difference, and do something, something for somebody else today. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye.